You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, books editor, Hindustan Times, and uh, I have with me today Sabha Nakhmi. Hi. Hi. Who's written uh, this really interesting book, Shades of Saffron, from Vajpayee to Modi on um, on the BJP, and you know, and its and its rise over the last few decades. So, Sabha, you know, I found this really, really interesting. I mean, like I already said. but um, you know the really obvious question that anybody would ask you going into it and since you've covered the bjp for so many years is uh, you know as a muslim woman what prompted you to have this as your uh, you know subject frankly there was a point when i was in india today when i was offered that uh, would you like to do mea or there is a new party bjp would you like to do now because my father has also been a journalist hmm. and mea consists of talking to 20 bureaucrats and sitting around and i didn't want to go into any spaces where he would it's actually <laughs> as shallow a reason as that i didn't okay. want to go so i wanted to go somewhere where nobody would know him also ha a new party okay so i so that is how i chose plus it was a series of things that happened i uh, i used to edit the copy of prabhu chavla in india today ha huh. at that time he was the editor and i had a fairly good uh, so i then you have a scheme to cover politics and uh, you must remember manjula at that time there were entrenched people in the congress hmm. it was the power party for years even it was in decline so there were these old timers who everybody claimed to know everything about the congress there were entrenched people so i was given this this beat so called to cover the bjp it was uh, it was a bit of a courageous thing even for them to send me at that time mm. we are talking mm. in 97 so mm. and i saw it as a fantastic opportunity and that part of it i've never regretted so there were co- complicated things i didn't want to do any i didn't <laughs> because i said 20 bureaucrats will always ask me how is your father yeah. you know i didn't want that and i didn't want to uh, you, it was not easy to break into the congress at that time and here the bjp was the happening party hmm. and i have to say that in terms of this studying a phenomena in terms of personality ideology growth strategy they are the most interesting party in the last few decades i believe so you know that's all and this muslim thing really are it was never in my mind i know it's there in people's mind but it, i'm not i'm a very liberal yes i know so no, i i mean you know just as a, a party which is hindutva party yeah. you know and you mentioned even in your book that um, there was no hesitation uh, from party members also to talk okay so i'll tell you one bit you which was removed i don't okay. think uh, yeah. which the editor removed it ha huh? so i go to meet giriraj kishore who was the vishwa hindu uh, parishad yeah. uh, leader and i'm taken to meet him by uma bharti early days hmm. you know uma was a very bubbly kind of a character so i'm taken to meet him and at that time at that time i was married to a man with a muslim name and i for briefly had a card which said sabanak we bomic okay so uh, he looked at my card and i i had put all that into the book but she felt it was too salacious but it doesn't matter if i tell you salacious yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. So i will tell you <laughs> so part of it is there where he gives me uh, churan gaumutra churan for complexion that part is remitted in the book but what he actually told me which i had read once written a column about it he looked at my card and he said acha acha ये तुम हमारे तरफ आ गई अच्छी बात है नहीं तो तुम्हें पता नहीं ये मुस्लिम मर्द जो हैं ये हिंदू कन्याओं को सिड्यूस करते हैं सी आई एम वेरी यंग ना ऐसे हां कैसे करते हैं ही सेड 
इनका एक ऑपरेशन होता है और वो हिंदुओं को ज्यादा आनंद देते हैं ही वॉज रेफरिंग टू सर्कल दिस इज ऑल ट्रू आई रिटन एन आर्टिकल ऑन इट आई एम नॉट लाइंग and all of that and you must understand I didn't know whether to weep or to start crying <laughs> and he said ye gujarat mein this is we are pre, we are talking about the time pre gujarat riot he said gujarat mein itne sare muslim mardon ne hindu kanyaon ko agwa kar diya all of this he tells me lekin acha hai beti tum hamare taraf aa gayi so this is it and then he says tumhare chehre mein kuch pimple hai to ab tum gao mutra churan <laughs> I do it didn't work like that maybe I didn't build a close relationships with some people but you did with many I did with many yeah you have so many like yeah I did I did and Even you couldn't have written this book and you know with any depth if you yeah. didn't have those relations I did I did yeah so I don't know but I have never felt that you know once I started to cover them you're just covering them I think after a point even they start to stop to look at you it works in all ways like there are people of certain backgrounds and certain castes who some people are very comfortable with you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's but that's a, an indian condition that's an indian think, condition you know, is nothing not... unique to me hmm. so i do i don't think uh, even with the bjp to the extent i'll tell you what manjula when i go covering when i covered events in certain especially in gujarat when i travel out of ahmedabad city and i go into the countryside very often i'm very i mumble my name or if i'm with another friend of mine very often i tie up with another journalist friend who's also covering the assignment for her paper then i just let her announce her name okay because then i know that people will talk more openly mm-hmm. if they hear a muslim name they'll be a little guarded okay. because so much of mobilization is built around identity mm-hmm. so that's the whole thing so i i uh, i mumble and if i'm really pushed uh, i will say saba i'll say something like shobha or something <laughs> but 99% oh of my God. work is done under my name in certain polarized uh, campaign conditions but not at the level of party office or leadership that i have ever hidden anything hmm. you know i also have an advantage i can go on all sides and talk to people okay you know hmm. so i don't see so as a journalist that's a big plus that's a big plus you know when you're covering up and then you suddenly people will tell you the real truth hmm. and minority communities are very very careful now about revealing what they're going to do yes and i have not seen it i don't find it that i have been victimized Uh, in the party structure by the trolls yes yeah trolls are different. different there's a different entity hmm. you know so hmm. I, as you can see in the book there is i mean i got interviews with vajpayee with advani yeah. with jaswant singh arun jetli over the years he's spoken multiple times modi is quoted hmm. so many interactions with narendra modi govindacharya was a delightful yeah. character yeah. he was just an interesting guy i may not agree with his politics pramod mahajan jaswant yeah. singh you know so the, all of them would take my calls give me special stories and interviews so it was like that you know I yeah and your admiration for vajpayee comes out a great deal in the book even though vajpayee got me removed from covering the pmo hmm. he didn't rajesh mishra rajesh mishra uh, got me removed according to vinod and i have no reason to disbelieve you know ha even though i had a harder time with 
But Vajpayee personally, I don't think was even aware of all these little details. Mm. I've never figured that one out. Why was I removed from the beat? But yeah, I liked him. What I found, I like, like I said, I found the Pramod Mahajan uh, section really interesting, and the, the Modi chapter also yeah. really interesting. The Modi chapter, especially, it gives you an insight into into the man. I mean, you know, I uh, the, all these nuggets of information. We just think of him as the prime minister, an unapproachable, you know, this all pervasive figure, but. Nobody really knows what he is, so that he eats alone, and he has these, yeah. you know, three uh, male servants who are the only people who stay in the house. And when one cook goes, the that's what he did. All in these Gujarat. details, Gujarat. you know, in, Gud the, in, in Gujarat. Gujarat, even yeah. Gujarat, we, yeah. you, know, you only know the outer man. We only know the outer man. There's nobody. So there was. So these details are really fascinating. You know, they give you an insight into yeah. him. So one of the more interesting, you know, while researching this is for the book which I did add-on work. So I happened to meet some very westernized Gujaratis huh. who had NRI types. Yeah, you spoke about it. Yeah, they gave me another facet of Modi that they are Modi when he after he becomes prime minister he wants to learn about western classical music, Pakistani oh. plays. They they are inside the inner loop of NRIs who came and worked on the mm -hmm. campaign, mm -hmm. and actually some of them are pretty disillusioned. Not that they vote against him because they were all very strong votaries of free market. Hmm. It's that strain that comes in here, hmm. and I'm not talking about the Dokla subaltern kind of NRI. I'm talking about the really sophisticated kind, yeah. you know, who lunch at fancy clubs and all. Hmm. So they got into this Modi zone of helping him a lot during the 2014 campaign, hmm. and I got a lot of nuggets about him from them also. Ah. Yeah, know? so that's why that yeah. makes that chapter really interesting. Yeah, and they were very open to talking as long as their names were not to be revealed. You know, so you reveal a couple of names. Couple, Manu, I have, but not yeah, all of them. Yeah. I haven't. You know. Okay. So, so they didn't want their names to be no, revealed. No, no, no. There's one person who didn't want the name to be revealed, who gave me a lot of information about what. But when when Modi reads the book, he'll know, na, that who the person is. I'm presuming because he's really sharp. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah, like but I didn't put it out in the public. Huh? Ha. That's sort of I didn't, huh? Hmm. And they they've said nothing bad actually. Yeah. They are saying that uh, the Prime Minister of India. And that part of him we can't critique. He becomes a PM, and he wants to learn about other cultures and other things. That part of it, you know, I'm not a fan of making fun of hmm. him. That hmm. people do hmm. that he's hugging, and that, those are not the problems. The problems are elsewhere. He has had an amazing journey, <laughs> you know. Yes. So I'm not a fan of that, but that he's. He's asking people to give him inputs on Western classical music. No, that culture, itself gives you an yeah. insight into the person, yeah, right? Yeah. Which, which is so rare now. I mean, it's very difficult to come by because nobody gets close enough to get it. No, no one does. You know, at least if they do, I uh, yeah. beyond the because point. Unlike the Vajpayee thing, you know, when oh he's throwing God. couplets and he's saying this in bass, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. saying Ram Ram Bolo or kuch kaam oh. mat karo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all those things. You know, we knew about yeah. that, and you know, it was familiar. But this is a completely you don't know at all. Modi, I don't think uh, as you one of the closest people I've quoted him in the book in Gujarat who said first we, we used to get hurt then we realized this is just him. Hmm. You know? Yes, yes. And he's somebody yeah, who most people will know who I'm talking about. Those who know the BJP. Okay. You know, who's very close in a sense to Narendra Modi. Hmm. But he is a solitary figure hmm. in some ways. Hmm. I think his closest must be Amit Shah yes. at every level. Yeah. You know. Okay, and about the Pramod Mahajan chapter, what do you think? I mean, this is just like I'm just asking you, uh, sort of, you know, a fictional sort of scenario. What do you think would have happened if he hadn't died, and in the spectacularly sad way that yeah. he did, you know? I think uh, Pramod, if he hadn't died, what happened in the BJP in 2012-13, uh, 
where a lobby tried to fob off the Narendra Modi determination to shift to Delhi. Hmm. Alke Adwani was part of that. Hmm. A section of the RSS also was part of that. Pramod, because he had the financial clout, Money is very, very important to political parties. Hmm. You traced that yeah, also. Yeah, I've traced that. How they so, Pramod was the only one who had that money muscle to counter the influence of Gujarat. Hmm. You know, and I think what happened is after that. Because that was Maharashtra. Maharashtra, that was Maharashtra. And Pramod was a tough, tough cookie also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew politics, he had done it. And he, of course, he and Modi did not particularly get on at all, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, for a complicated set of reasons, which are not, even though Pramod did not stand by Vajpayee in that national executive, hmm. uh, yes. he pretended to, but actually he understood that the cadre doesn't want Modi to resign yeah. after the Gujarat riots as Vajpayee mm -hmm. wanted to. There would have been far greater dissent against uh, Narendra Modi from within the BJP had Pramod Mahajan not died like that. Okay. Because Pramod Mahajan was a tough cookie, Pramod Mahajan had the money, he could get people around him. And uh, he would have tried to stop the ascendancy of the Gujarat chief minister till a point. Hmm. And, okay, presuming even if he didn't do that, he would have been another financial nerve center for the BJP, always. Yes. Currently, it's all centralized. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, what you have right now, I think the big thing which I haven't written in this book is that in the old BJP, lots of people yielded power, little, little power. Little, mm. You had your little power mm. and uh, the central figure around whom they built a lot of campaigns like Vajpayee, he was also challenged both mm. by his own party, often by the RSS, by Advani, media, mm. uh, you know, it is not that you could question supreme him. Supreme leader. Supreme leader, he was yeah, not supreme yeah, leader. Yeah. So what has happened now is that there are many beneficiaries of power in the BJP today, mm. but there are only two people who yield power. Yes. And there's a big difference in benefiting from power. In the sense that the RSS can get people into institutions which they couldn't yes. under the Vajpayee era, not just because of Vajpayee, because it was a coalition government. Hmm. And uh, today you have many beneficiaries, many more hmm. than they could manage, but you don't have any real power in the hands of anyone else. I, that's what I think, you know. Okay, and on, on that very interesting, I'm using the word interesting a lot because I seriously think, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying reading this book. Thank you so much. And I think it'll like sell like hotcakes. Like I hope I so. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> so everybody go out and get this book, Shades of Saffron from Vajpayee to Modi because um, it gives you a, a real insight into, um, into the BJP and into, uh, well, into the personalities in the BJP as well. So... So thank you so much. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.